Aloha, I'm Yanji Denise. Welcome to Get Your House in Order, where we help you take care of the things that matter most. In this series, we cover a wide range of topics from health and wellness to financial readiness and preparing for every phase of life. Today, we're diving into the importance of advanced directives. First, as always, I'm joined by Paulette Ito, Senior Vice President at Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union. And Paulette, putting together an advanced directive can feel pretty daunting for some of us. Oh, absolutely. There's so much that has to go in to doing your health directive, the decisions that you have to make, and it's something that you need to involve your entire family because yeah. it's something you can't do alone. Absolutely. And this is something that really gets to the heart of what Get Your House in Order is all about. Absolutely. We want everyone to be well prepared and do a lot of planning and encourage your family to get involved. So absolutely, this is the heart of Get Your House in Order. Yeah, and for folks who aren't familiar, what is Get Your House in Order? Get Your House in Order is life planning. It is the ability to take care of your mental health, physical health, financial health, spiritual health, all together and be prepared for all of life's obstacles that they throw at you and be able to encounter them, be prepared and thrive and live your life. Yeah, and tell us about some of the resources that you've put together to help people do just that. We have a website dedicated just for Get Your House in Order, a landing page at hificu.com. You can go there, download your guidebook, read stories and get all the other resources available. It sounds like the guidebook would be a great place to start before you actually make your advanced directive, kind of getting all the wheels in motion, if you will. Yes, because when you start your guidebook, you're going to get your family involved. You're going to be able to talk to them about your finances, your insurance, um, maybe your property, and therefore you start the foundation of what you need. So it'll be a great jumping point. You know, you mentioned at the, at the beginning of our conversation that you really need to get your whole family involved. How do you suggest going about that? And how can the guidebook kind of facilitate that conversation? Hmm, that's, that's a good one because health directives or even financial situations is very touchy subject for many families. They don't want to discuss these type of things. And we've discussed that it's very cultural as well. So by having the guidebook and starting and just opening up the conversation, talking about your past, talking about um, your relatives, talking about your accounts. You start to at least lay out the foundation, a roadmap to help your family to know where you are, where you've been, and where you're going to go. Okay, and one more time, where can we find the resource? HiFiCU.com. Come and visit our website. Thank you, Paulette. Now, to help us figure out where to start this kind of planning, we have an advanced care planning coordinator joining us. That's just after the break. But first, we'll hear more about why these conversations are best had when we're not in crisis. Hi there. I'm Joy from Honolulu. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about my experience with uh, making my own advanced directive. Um, I've worked in the hospice field for a long time, but um, never actually made my own. And so um, it was my assignment to go home and talk to my family members and uh, decide who was going to be my healthcare proxy or decision maker. And um, I'm surprised that that was more difficult than it seems because the person that I had chosen um, ended up not quite being the right one. Um, my husband had already told me that he was going to keep me as alive as long as possible. And that was not what I wanted. So I turned to my three children 
Um, and my eldest, my son, I thought was going to be the decision maker. And he said, oh, mom, I already know everything about this and uh, you don't need to talk to me about it. I, I know you want me to pull the plug. Just no machines, pull the plug. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, you know, there might be some circumstances where that would be okay, but you know, um, maybe some that would not. And I turned and looked to my youngest daughter who already had tears in her eyes. She does not want to talk about me dying. She does not want to even think about it because she was the baby of the family. And I thought, no, that's not going to do. And then just then my, my middle child, my eldest daughter piped up and said, mom, it really depends on the circumstances and what the doctors are telling us. And I would want to make sure that your wishes are followed and that we not keep you alive, you know, unnecessarily. And I thought, oh my gosh. Um, and it's funny because um, other people call this the Goldilocks story because it's kind of like, you know, one is too hard, one is too soft and one is just right. And um, so I really um, encourage everyone to have that conversation because it's really important to choose the right person who doesn't do what they want to do, but who does what you want in keeping with your faith, with your traditions and with your beliefs about end of life. And so thank you very much for this opportunity to share my story. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HiFiCU.com. Welcome back. We're joined now by Hope Young, an advanced care planning coordinator with Kokua Mao. So Hope, let's start with the basics. What is an advanced care directive and who needs one? Advanced healthcare directive, it's a document where you name your healthcare power of attorney and you name two because you want to make sure you have a backup and then you give them directions for what, what to do should you be unable to speak for yourself. Really, it's a document that everyone over the age of 18 should have. We're not waiting until somebody gets to be a certain age. We want to encourage everyone to start having these conversations and doing this, this documentation from the age of 18. Wow, that seems so young to start thinking about your own mortality. Well, you know, when you, you think about it, age 18 is when HIPAA uh, kicks in. So you're, you don't have that opportunity to, I'm the mom, I'm calling to find out what's going on. That no longer happens. So by naming an agent, you still have somebody connected to you that can speak on your behalf and advocate for you. Okay, and what specifically is covered in this kind of document? What kind of plans are you making? So really an advanced directive is just a way of helping your person, your healthcare power of attorney, navigate decision-making on your behalf. So you don't need to put all these unnecessary things about specifics, but what you really want to do is convey the information that you want them to know so that when they're making decisions, they're thinking with that as the outcome. So if you say, I'd like to be at home, I want to be surrounded by my kids, I want to have music in the air, they can make decisions from that to where you would get your healthcare provided, whether it be at the home setting, um, or if you say, hey, let's do everything. We want to try everything. Okay, that means you'd rather be in a hospital, and then we can kind of gear our um, decision-making through those um, guidelines. Okay, and do I need to engage an attorney to make this document? No, absolutely not. You can do it yourself, and we have our free forms online at kokuamal.org. You can download a free one. It really is just your opportunity to put on paper what matters most to you. Mm, okay, and, and, and it is legally binding even though there's no attorney there. Do I have to have somebody else sign it, or how does that work? So to get it documented to make it legal, you have to either have it notarized or have two um, signatures for witnesses. And witnesses cannot be the, the person named on your, on your document. They must be over the age of 18 and it can't be somebody that you're receiving care from in a facility. 
Okay, and choosing that person who's going to act on your behalf, that seems like a very critical choice. It is. In fact, that's one of the most important things on that document. You want to make sure that that person understands your wishes and can agree and honor them. Because when you're in a position where you're unable to speak for yourself, you want to have that advocate in charge of your healthcare decision making. Okay, now there are different documents. There's an advanced directive, a living will, and a portable medical order. Tell us the difference between these three and what they sort of set out to do. So the advanced directive is the document that everyone over the age of 18 really should be doing. Living will, it's kind of an older document. Oftentimes the old living will doesn't name your healthcare power of attorney. So that's why we encourage folks, if you have a living will, go ahead and review it, make sure it's up to date, and do a new healthcare directive on your advanced healthcare directive. And then the POLST, which many seniors are, are familiar with, that's the bright green form. Oftentimes it lives on the refrigerator. It's a standing medical order. It's a right here, right now, what are we gonna do? It's for EMTs and first responders. So that document is really meant for people with serious illness or are uh, fragile health-wise. Okay, and you kind of covered in your answer, but just to refresh, when should you start drafting these three documents? 18. That's 18. when we're really encouraging folks to get that started. Okay. And how do I know which one is right for me? So the advanced directive, everyone should have an advanced directive. If you think about it, you could get hit by a bus. And if you're hit by a bus, somebody needs to step in if you're unable to speak for yourself. So really, everyone should start with the advanced directive. Once you're facing a serious illness, that's when you're going to look at a post. And where do I store these documents and who do I need to tell about their existence? So the, the advanced directive, you really want to make sure your loved ones know you've completed it. Have that conversation and let them know. Even if you're not telling them what's in it, let them know who you've, who you've chose to be your agent. Because that would really help to stop any um, infighting among, amongst the family so that they know who's in charge. And I think that this would be kind of tough that you don't want to necessarily have to negotiate your wishes. You do want to share that you, this document exists, but you've got to be a little bit careful with this information because it is so personal. You know, it is personal. And what I like to say is tell your loved ones who you've chosen and say that I trust them completely. So if something should happen to me, please trust them the way I trust them and know that they need your support while they're making these hard decisions for me. Okay, we'll continue our conversation with Hope and learn much more about drafting an advanced directive. Stay with us, you're watching Get Your House in Order. What is an advanced healthcare directive? An advanced healthcare directive appoints your healthcare power of attorney and provides appointees specific instructions should you become incapacitated. Everyone 18 and older should have an advanced healthcare directive. No attorney needed. Anyone can easily create their advanced healthcare directive. An attorney is not necessary to complete the process. Download an advanced healthcare directive form at kokuamal.org. Having the form notarized makes it legally binding. Long's Drugs is always here for Hawaii, providing your family with their local favorites, accessible health and wellness services to keep you safe and healthy. Make Long's a part of your day. Welcome back. We're speaking today with Hope Young of Kokua Mau, where she's an advanced care planning coordinator. So Hope, we talked about you know having this conversation with our loved ones, picking out the person who we want to be our navigator, our enforcer of sorts. But 
Talk to me a little bit about just making these decisions for yourself and trying to figure that out because it can be pretty tough to think about what do I want when I'm in the hospital? What, you know, of course, we all want to live all the time, right? We want to stay with our loved ones as long as possible. So when you're advising folks on how they start this conversation, essentially with themselves, what do you tell them? I start with what's important to you, what matters most to you, what setting would you want to be in? And then think about the things you don't want, because it's easier to think about the things you don't want versus thinking about, oh, I want this, I want that. Oh, if I have a stroke, then I want this. If I have a heart attack, then I want this. That's a lot to think about, and that gets kind of overwhelming. So start with the things that you wouldn't want. Say, you know, I wouldn't want to be kept on a machine for a prolonged period of time. That's a nice place to start, but make sure you include things that, you know, I want to have my kids around me. What I like to say is, if I were, if I had dementia, Please don't follow me around the house trying to get me to take cholesterol pills. Let me have the ice cream and be happy. Mm-hmm. Things that just make, make a little bit more, puts things into context as to what makes life meaningful for you. Well, and it's interesting that you bring up that scenario because when I think about this kind of a document, I'm just thinking about that right before death, end of life moment. What you're talking about is really healthcare, you know, for, for a prolonged period. So what exactly is covered in this? So if you think about, if you have somebody who may be cognitively impaired, may be on the road, maybe dementia is something hereditary in the family. It's a good idea to get these documents in order ahead of time so that when the time comes when you're unable to kind of clearly make decisions, you have somebody who could step into that role. So really this is going through through the entire lifespan. Um, And we don't want to think about just one scenario. We want to think in general, what kind of care would I want? Where would I want it? Because again, you could get hit by a bus. And that would change things totally differently than if you're growing old with, and, and just aging. Mm-hmm. You've been working in this space for quite a number of years. Tell us about what you see with families who don't have these documents versus the ones who do. Well, I have the joy of working with ambassadors. Those are our volunteers. We go out into the community and we talk about advanced directives, advanced care planning. And these are social workers, nurses, and doctors. And the reason that they're so committed to this work is because they seen fist fights in the parking lot because families don't get on board on the same page. And that's really a hard thing to see because during a time of crisis, you want people to come together, right? So this is one way to give your gift, give a gift to your loved ones so that they don't have to have those hoo-hoos in the parking lot. Yeah, well, and, and just thinking about that, it's already so stressful for them. You're in a compromised situation. You're not the person that they want you to be in that moment. And then they're fighting with each other. There's, it's such a high-stakes, high-stress environment. It is. And, this, and the state of Hawaii is there's no next-of-kin rule. So just because you're married to somebody, it doesn't mean that person automatically steps into that decision-making role. Here in Hawaii, they have a hui uh, way of doing this. They take all the ohana and they say, who is in charge? And if you put 20 people in a room, exactly, who, you know, how do you get them to all agree on it? Right. Yeah, I, 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 and, and that's an interesting point, that state to state, it's different. So how many of these do you need? What sort of takes precedent if you have more than one? So the, the most recent one would be the one that they use. Here in Hawaii, we use the Hawaii Advanced, Advanced Healthcare Directive. Um, they look different depending on where you go. So the VA has their own, Kaiser has their own. Um, a lot of the health systems use the one that we have on, on Um.org. But really, it's 
something that's supposed to be portable and travel with you. Mm, okay, so should you have this, let's say you're going on a trip, do you need to let somebody know? Should you tell your doctor? Should you give a copy to your doctor for your medical file? Where should you actually put this document? Great question. So you should actually make a copy for your doctor's office. They'll put it into the EMRs, your electronic medical records. If you're in with a system, a health system, say like Kaiser, you wanna make sure they have a copy of it so that they put it into your records. You wanna make copies of it for the person or the people that you choose as your agents. They should have a copy as well. And you should have a copy that's available, ready to pick up. We say don't leave it with your will. They don't go looking for your will until after you've died. So you want it in a place where it's easily found. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. We've got so much to talk about. We're going to take a quick break right now, but stay with us. We'll have more with Hope when we come back. Internal conversations. It's important to have internal conversations with yourself prior to creating an advanced healthcare directive. Think about scenarios you would not want to occur and make sure you communicate your specific wishes to your appointees. Focus on issues that make life more meaningful. Make sure to include short-term and long-term care possibilities. Make copies. Remember to make copies of your advanced care directive for your doctor and for your appointees. Always have copies of your advanced care directive stored with family. Windows Hawaii. Trust Windows Hawaii. Welcome back. We are speaking today with Hope Young, an advanced care planning coordinator with Kokua Mao, about the importance of having an advanced directive. So we've established why this is so vital, but we've mainly talked about it from the person's, you know, from creating one for yourself. What about if you have older relatives or perhaps children that are adults that you want them to start this conversation uh, or this kind of planning? That can be hard too. I always say start with yourself then you can recognize how challenging it can be. And you can also take that as a lesson learned to having these conversations. So if you're trying to speak to an older adult about getting their documents, I do recommend you say, I've done mine. I want to share this with you. And hopefully that'll open the door for a conversation where they can start talking about it. Remember, it might take more than one conversation. It might take a couple of conversations. So just because one time they say no, try again. Yeah, and what's a way to involve your family in this conversation? And, and you know, because it is so tough, it's not something we really want to think about, but it is really empowering them. It, you know, it's great. The, there's a um, toolkit that we use. It's called uh, the Conversation Project Starter Guides, and that's on our website. You can download it as well. But it's a, it's a way to get your thoughts together before putting your thoughts on paper. So it's nine questions, not very hard. It doesn't start with anything like CPR or anything like that, but it really is an opportunity to get thinking about what matters most to you. Okay, you were sharing earlier a story about uh, one of the ambassadors that you work with. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, so actually this was Reverend Rosemary Lloyd came and visited us from the Conversation Project and she shared a story. Um, and the story was she challenged her parishioners to have this conversation. And so one of them got really excited. They brought her the invitation, it had the time, the date, and at the very bottom it said, there will be no pie until you tell me how you want to die. <laughs> this was for Thanksgiving dinner, but it was a great opportunity and a brilliant way of having this conversation not be surrounding someone in crisis. Right, because it doesn't need to necessarily be so heavy. Uh, we're all going to get there whether we like it or not. Right. So how we decide to do that, you know, we all want to do it with dignity and grace. Right. Yeah. And 
What have you found uh, after someone goes through this process? They finish their advanced director directive. How do they feel? Oftentimes they feel like relief. Like, wow, I thought that was going to be really hard. But now that I've said it, I've learned so much from this conversation. Um, so we really encourage folks to, to start with the conversation, get it documented, and share it with your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And as you start to think about this for yourself, I, I know you said think about the things that you don't want. Um, what do you see most common? What are what are what do people tend to cover in these? You know, things that others might not think about. Usually, I'm when I see someone's document, it's usually about where they want to be and what they want surrounding them, what kind of music they want playing. It's not necessarily about medical decisions. So it's really important to recognize that having that understanding, knowing what matters most, can help direct medical decision making. I, I love that, that you can, you know, plan this part of your life as well. Yeah, I think that's so important. And let's go back to the resources on your website. Uh, tell us a little bit more about those, where we can find them and what they cover. So, kokuamau.org, we are a 501c3 community-based organization. Our website has lots and lots of resources. We have things about CPR, first aid, um, CPR, uh, ventilation, tube feeding, all of these things. We have a bunch of resources that you can go and look at and learn more from that. And then we also have a COVID resource as well with updated things. So we, it's both for professionals and for, for the regular community. And an advanced directive. Advanced directives and the post. Okay, okay. Uh, lastly, before we go today, what do you wish people knew about this, this document and why it's so important to do before crisis hits? Well, the last thing you want to do is be in the midst of a crisis and try and make these hard decisions. So by doing this ahead of time, you're actually giving your loved ones a gift. You also have had an opportunity to think about it and you are better prepared when there's a crisis. We all want that. Thank you, Hope, for being here today. You empowered us with so much information. Remember, you can be empowered as well. Review this show, watch it again on YouTube, or listen to us as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Yanji Denise. Until next time, take care of yourself and aloha. <laughs>